you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. God, I'm ready to receive your word in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voice as he comes to this pulpit to preach. Father, we we love you tonight. Speak to us, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Come on, just lift that praise up to him right now. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. I magnify your holy name, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I love being the people of your name. Amen. I love being the people of the name of Jesus. We know at that name, every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. Amen. That he is Lord. I look forward to that day so very much. Um, I love being a spirit-led church. I'm glad I don't go to some dead, dry, boring church where you come to listen to a man give a speech. I'm not interested in all that. I'm not interested in just going through the motions. I'm glad I go to a church that takes the first 40 days of the year and says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this year off right. If you've been on that fast, you know we're, we're in the thick of it right now. And if you're not on it yet, I hope you're getting ready to start. I, I love I love the Daniel's fast and all that it does. I especially love what it does to my spirit. If, uh, if we were in youth class right now, I'd, I'd ask a hard question, wait for a response. There might be a couple minutes of silence. And then I give them the answer and they all go, oh, I knew that question I'm asking is why do we fast? Is it so we can skip out on some really good meals? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sick of potatoes. <laughs> Amen. I'm sick of potatoes. No, I, I fast because less of me and more of you, God. And I love how during this season we get to where we can just feel his presence all around us. 
wonder if tonight we could start off by being the spirit-led church tonight. Can we do that tonight? Can you do that with me? I wonder if we could just disarm a little bit. Maybe maybe take off that, that mask that we put on every morning. I know we, we all, we got to make it through the week. We got to make it through the day. And sometimes it gets hard. But I wonder if right now that this is a family, if we could just disassociate from all that, that I'm going to be tough stuff. Lord placed a, a song on my heart. I know we've already sang it. We have such a wonderful music team, but if, if you could just sing with me tonight. I, we're bringing back some old songs, and I love it. I love it so much. That's beautiful. you're here Jesus we thank you for your presence God we thank you for your presence Jesus we need your presence God we're going to start off a Wednesday night a little unconventional the Lord brought three families to to me before service tonight and I'm going to ask that some representatives of each of these families would step forward and I'm going to ask that the rest of this body would come gather around them and would pray but if on this side I could have Salt and Myers, could I please stand up with them? They weren't able to be here tonight, but my friend Zach 
invite Sister Casey to have Nate come and represent them in the front. As one of my dear friends, Brother Brenner, if your mom could come forward and stand on this side. Like I said, we're, we're trying to be spirit-led tonight. If the rest of the church could come gather around up real quick. I, I feel like the, word, the, the Lord has a word of encouragement for each of these families tonight. has heard your prayers. I feel that in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for a church family that can be sensitive to broken and hurting people. I don't know why. I don't know why these three families came before me, but I just, I can't move on before we do this. feel a word from the Lord that he has heard your prayers in the quiet times in the moments when nobody else is in the house may be feeling it I know each of these families has a prayer closet I know every family represented has has a legacy of faith and I I wonder right now, could we just pray for whatever it is that they're going through, for whatever family it is. Church, right now, if we could be activated. I don't need people standing around. I need I need people getting in the spirit right now. Oh, God, I pray over every household right now in the name of Jesus. For every prayer, God, that has been prayed, Jesus. For every unanswered miracle, God. I believe right now, Jesus, that this is the year of miracles. And the miracles have only begun to be done, God. And, Lord, that these miracles aren't only going to be physical. But, God, I see, a, I see a wave of backsliders coming home in the name of Jesus. I see broken hearts being mended in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that Jesus, right now, that your hand would be on each of these families, God. That your hand would be on each of them, God. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You've already begun a work, God. But let it be finished in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Ananamoshiata. Jesus. The name of Jesus. Thank you all. You can be seated. Thank you all. Man, God's good. On, on the way back to your seat, go ahead and shake somebody's hand. Hug them around the neck. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them how good it feels to be inside. Tell them how thankful you are. We had that heat wave today. It got up above 10, 10 degrees. I believe that was God. If you could all turn in your Bibles to the 
Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. Uh, two verses that we're going to read. And I know I just told you to be seated, but if you could stand for the reading of the word. When you have it, say amen. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith, everybody say faith, fail not when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time. God, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to receive from you tonight, God. I pray that you could use me as a mouthpiece for your spirit, God. I don't want to say what I have to say tonight, God, but I want to say what you have to say, Lord. Help our hearts to be ready to receive from you, God. I thank you for all that you're getting ready to do, all that you've already done. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. I love, I love reading through the Gospels, especially the Synoptic Gospels. I love reading through and seeing how they align. And we get to uh, see in, in the Gospel of Matthew how that Simon Peter was called and how that John and his brother James were called to follow God. And, and I, I love watching how each of the disciples are transformed over time. And I love getting to see a little bit about the personalities of each of them. And I, I especially love studying out John. He's probably uh, my favorite, if you're allowed to have favorites, my favorite of the disciples. I love looking at, at John and doing a deep study of his writings. I, I love how you can see aspects of their personalities within their writings. We've, we've, I've, I've, I've taken special care to try to get in and maybe learn a little bit about each of the disciples and 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 maybe you can learn a little bit about who they were through what that they wrote and and I love that you get to see some of their personality pop and shine and and there's moments like like when James and John came and they were angry and they wanted God to call down fire and and Jesus stops them and calls them the sons of thunder and says hold on a minute we don't need to go all all those kinds of crazy places. We know that John and his brother James had a little bit of a fieriness in them. And, and I love how you get to witness some of those things. But one of my favorite and the one that sticks out to so many is Peter. Or Simon, as we just read. Simon Peter, he's, he's a character. And we don't get to uh, have the wonderful presence of AJ tonight. But AJ, he's my Simon Peter in class. He will just say what's on his mind, and I love it. And we see that... that Peter, he'll, he'll speak up whether he's right or whether he's wrong, but he's going to tell you what he's thinking. You never have to wonder what's on his mind. If he's, if he's thinking something, he's going to say it. And you know if he's wrong, God's going to correct him, and everybody's going to move on and be happy. And, and that's why we like to, we joke about it, we laugh about it. And I, I think A.J. would be okay with me telling you all that, that uh, we, we call him Simon Peter sometimes. But, and and, and I, I'm joking a little tonight, but I love getting to see how these men were just men. And they weren't, I, I know we, we oftentimes have uh, seen maybe depictions or artwork of them and they've got a halo around their head. But that wasn't the case for, uh, before that Jesus found them. And, and even afterwards we can see that, uh, that, I don't know that they had halos when they were walking around everywhere. You, you can look and, and, and see that when Jesus called James and John and Peter and his brother Andrew, he found them in the Sea of Galilee. 
And he found them in a boat. And they were fishing. They were just going about their business. They were working their jobs. And I'm thankful that we have a church full of hardworking men. And uh, I'm thankful that I come from a home of a hardworking man. My father, he spent, or still does, get up at 3.30 every single day during the week. And he goes to work. And he gets there uh, promptly at 4.45 when they begin work. And he works hard until 12.30. And even now, even he doesn't need to, but he does. He gets off of work and he goes to his second job and he runs a truck for another four or five hours sometimes. My, my father was a hardworking man and I, I'm thankful for hardworking men. I think it's all right. Can we give some honor where honor's due tonight? Can we thank our hardworking men that keep this church moving forward? Peter and James and John, they were hardworking men. I, they were young men, but man, I, I tell you what. You work a hard enough jo job for just a little bit, and you'd get to turn into a man pretty quick. And they were they were fishermen. That's a hard job. Everybody say that's a hard job. They were fishermen, and I know that if I were a fisherman, I'd probably have a little bit of time that it would take me to get used to some seasickness. And I'm sure that they went through some hard trials as as soon as they graduated from their school as young boys and began working probably with their fathers or or for other men in the community, and they got out there, and they turned into men real quick. And they they worked, and they toiled, and they cleaned their nets, and they caught fish, and they cleaned those fish, and they brought them to the market, and they sold them. And sometimes they'd go days and days and days without catching a fish. And Jesus found them on one of those days. He found them on one of those days where they had fish all night long, and I feel like I've been there sometimes. I don't I don't fish for a living, but I fish recreationally, and man, sometimes you can get out there and just cast and cast, and Brother Scott, you know what I'm talking about, cast and cast, and it's like, I don't, I, for a long time, I didn't believe in catfish, I thought they were fake, because I tried to catch a catfish, and I couldn't do it, and sometimes it's like that, sometimes fishing's like that, sometimes life is like that, and you just work, and work, and work, and it seems like you can't get anywhere, you can't get ahead, you can't gain anything, and they're, they're I'm sure, fighting the the, the trials of life, just like we are, you have to excuse me tonight, I'm fighting the same thing everybody else has, and um, it was one of them nights, and they had been casting and, and searching for fish, and nothing was happening, and they were probably getting awful frustrated, and Jesus comes walking along the shore, and he comes up to the boat, and he, he says, have you caught anything? No, we haven't caught anything. Okay, well. Cast your net out. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Cast your net out. I mean, Simon the master, I, I've been fishing all night long. And not really the best tile. I, we're, we're about done anyway. Let's just, but you know, you know okay, at your word, I'll, I'll cast my net. They cast their net, and everybody, I hope you know the story. We've got so many new people, I love it. Maybe you don't know the story. But they cast their net out, and that net gets filled up with fish. And all of a sudden, Simon is sitting there realizing, oh, my word, this is not just a man. And so Simon Peter, he, he, he jumps out, and they, they, they bring this massive catch of fish in so much that it was causing the boats to sink. And Peter finds himself at a place where, where now he's standing before this man that is obviously not just a man. And he has this new revelation, and it, it's, it's something that's, 
that, that it's so fresh and new and it's right there and the, a miracle has just happened and, and this incredible thing has just taken place and Peter is left and, and he's looking at this man that he knows must be sent from God and he says, no Lord, turn away from me, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus calls Peter in this moment, does a miraculous thing for him. He opens up his mind to recognize and realize that, that the possibilities when you're following Christ, when you have God in your life, are so much greater than anything that you could attain on your own. I wonder, do we have any witnesses in the house that, that you've been serving God for a while and you know that on your own you may, you may toil, you may work, and you don't get a whole, very far, but, but when you've got God on your side, Come on, do I have a witness in the house that when you've got God on your side that he can do so much more in an instant. And Peter finds himself at this beginning of a long life of faith. A, in an inspired moment, he drops to his knees and he says, Lord, I, I, I don't even deserve to follow you, but Jesus reassures him and I and I don't know if we've got anybody at the house that can testify and, and say, I, I remember when God called me out. I remember when God found me where I was and brought me to a new place. Come on. I know that we've got some people in this house that you've got a bit of a past. I know we've got some people in this house that maybe you could say, I'm a little bit like Simon Peter. I'm a, I'm a sinful person. God, I, I, don't, I don't even deserve to be following you. But Jesus, Jesus presses past all of that. I love it. I love Jesus presses past all of that. And, and he gets to, to follow after God. And for, year, for three years he follows after Jesus. And he witnesses miracles. And he witnesses uh, people being delivered and set free from, from demonic oppression. And he watches as, as God feeds the 5,000. And, and he, he even takes part. God even allows... Peter to take part when he sends them off two by two, and, and, and he sends them to the different cities, and they, they do miracles, and Peter, man, he's, he's, he's a new man, he's a different person, he, he, he doesn't have to go fish anymore, this is a new life, it's wonderful, they've always got something to eat, they've always got somewhere to go, they've always got new people to go meet, and man, life with Christ is just awesome, it is, and, and as he's going through, through walking and, and, and and teaching and preaching and doing these things with Jesus. I'm sure in the back of his mind he's got all of these grand things that he's imagined that, that are going to happen. And he, he, he believes that, that at some point Jesus is going is, is to be crowned as the king of the Jews and, and the king of Israel. And he's likely going to overthrow Rome or, or do something to set them free of their oppression. And Peter's following and he's, he's, going, he's, he's trying to get it. And, and like I said, he, he sometimes he speaks up, sometimes he'll, he'll say something and, and the Lord has to rebuke him. But Peter, he's trying and, and he's believing and, and his faith is beautiful. And 
and Jesus is it seems to be giving him more and more responsibility and, and more and more revelation. And he even gets to go up on the, onto the Mount of Transfiguration. And, and he, he goes with Jesus, and Jesus takes him to special places. He, he's one of the three that gets to go in and sees Darius, his daughter, raised from the dead. He, he's one of the three that gets to go up on the mountain and, and witnesses Moses and Elijah come, and they talk with Jesus. And he gets to see all of these incredible, amazing things. He even has Jesus do personal miracles for him and his family as his wife and her mother comes down with a fever and Jesus heals his mother. And man, it, it seems like it's going so good. And man, I, I'm so thankful that when you live for God hard, it's easy. And I've heard it said, and I, in fact, I listened to Brother Spencer as he preached on Sunday morning. I went back and listened to it and and he talked about living for God. It's not hard. It's easy if you live for him hard. If you'll, if you'll just go ahead and give it all to Jesus, it's, it's, it is pretty easy living for him because uh, he'll, he'll overcome all of those things, all of those questions, all of those. And, and I'm sure that there were times when, when, when maybe they did question, maybe they wondered, okay, how, how, okay I, I don't understand. We don't have jobs. We, we still have taxes. How, how are we going to get through all of these questions of life? I mean, Come on, we need to be real, Jesus. I, I, we we got to pay for, for, for food. we got to pay for lodging. we got to pay for these things. H how are we going to do that? But it seemed like every single time a question came up, then the answer was there. And over time, I'm sure Peter learned to have faith. His, his faith grew. And, and it, it's so amazing to me to watch how... Over the, the period of the Gospels, you can see that their faith is increasing and, and it's getting larger and it's getting, it's getting deeper in God. And, and it gets to the point even so great that after Jesus feeds the 5,000, he sends them out on a boat. And it's, it's amazing how God will send us through tests and trials to try our faith. He sends them out on a boat. Now, Jesus was all-knowing, we know that. And he says, I need you to cross the Sea of Galilee. That same sea where he found Peter. The same place where he found him fishing. He, he sends him out in a boat once again. He says, I, I need you to go to the other side. And Jesus goes and he prays. And as they're out on this boat, a storm blows in. And the waters become troubled and and it's looking pretty dire, and all night long they're rowing, and they're rowing, and it's, and it's getting to the point where they're wondering, why in the world did Jesus send us out here? Did he send us out here to die? And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes walking on, does anybody know the story? Jesus comes walking on the water. And Peter, again, in the midst of a trial of his faith, as the storm that has blown in, he sees Jesus coming through that storm, and he does something so amazing, so miraculous. The power of God is, is so amazing when it moves through us. And, and he, he's, his eyes are fixed on Jesus as the storm is blowing all around. And he's walking with Jesus every day. Remember, he's walking with Jesus every day, literally. Be, sometimes I think it would be so much easier if we had Jesus literally in the room next to us. But he's walking with Jesus literally every day. And he's in the midst of this and everybody else is fearful. 
Everybody else is afraid. And the truth of the matter, it didn't really look like there was going to be a good way out. It was such a strong storm that the boat could have been broken apart, that they could have been stranded out in the middle of a storm left to drown. But when he sees Jesus coming, he says, there's my, there's my salvation. He keeps his eyes fixed on Jesus. And, man, there's something beautiful about his faith in this moment because what happens is that Jesus comes and he says, no, 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 don't be afraid. And Peter says, if it's you, Lord, then call me out. And without any hesitation, without any, it was like Jesus was waiting for somebody to ask. Without any hesitation, Jesus says, well, then come. And Peter, he steps out of the boat. He steps onto the water and begins to walk towards Jesus. The Bible says that he began to look at the wind and the waves around him. That fear began to set in and doubt began to set in and he began to sink. And he finds himself sinking in the water and the Lord reaches for him, pulls him up, holds him close. And Jesus asked him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? truth of the matter is a lot of times every single person in this room has gone through it at one time or another. In this season where we're fasting, where we're praying, where we're keeping together, the storms, they don't seem to bother us too much. I look across this congregation and the truth of the matter is there's a lot of storms that are raging right now. Can I get an amen? A lot of storms that are raging right now. Thank God have we prayed against those storms. My Lord, have we prayed for some of our backslidden kids to come home. We've trusted, we've believed, we've stepped out. And I have the privilege to witness so many Sundays. Not just one, but many Peters stepping out in faith. So many of you are such an inspiration to me because as, as you're going through your storms, you're, you're not afraid. You're not fearful. You're not doubtful. Maybe there's moments, maybe you start to sink a little bit, but it's amazing to me that I, I get to watch and I get to witness as the storms are raging in some of your lives as, as the Lord pulls you up out of your doubt and keeps you on that water, calms the storm in your life. But the truth of the matter is that the, these storms, they're going to come. These storms are going to come. You see, in, in the beginning when the faith of Peter was established, there wasn't a storm on the water. He was going through a little bit of a trial, Peter, I'm sure. I'm sure he was frustrated. I'm sure that he was he was feeling like he was spinning his wheels, like nothing was happening, like nothing was going, like he had applied for every job and nothing was going to get answered and, and he, he didn't know how rent was going to get paid next month. But you know what? He's just going to keep on keeping on and he's going to work and he's going to get himself out of it. But then Jesus comes and does the work. But this time it's a little bit out, more out of Peter's hands. He's going, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to handle this storm. And this storm's a little bit more, it's a little bit bigger, it's a little bit harder, and it tested his faith a little bit more than it had before. This storm that had 
not only disrupted the life of Peter, and it also disrupted the lives of everybody in the boat with him, of, of everybody that he knew. And, and he finds himself and everybody else at the place where, man, it's, it's a little bit harder than it was before. It's a little bit different than it was before. And I don't even feel Jesus right now. I don't, I, he's not with me right now. I don't know why he sent me out in this boat. I don't know why he, t- Jesus was the one that told me to get in the boat. He was the one that told me to go across, and Jesus obviously knows everything. He knew that there was a storm coming. Why? Why did he send me into the middle of this thing? His faith was tried. It was tested. It was It was going to be found out. In the middle of this storm, they, they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know what the answer was going to be. They didn't know how they were going to make it to the other side. Jesus once again finds them. I preached a message a few months ago now. The rain comes. I don't know why. I don't know why it is that God sends every storm that he sends. I don't know why it is that every single one of us have to go through the things that we do. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And, and the sun also shines on the just and the unjust. And sometimes we're going to go through it. Sometimes we're not. But in these moments where we find ourselves and we don't know how it is that we're going to make it through. If we just keep our eyes on Jesus. And I know it's such a simple word. But if we would just keep our eyes on Jesus, he, my God, the miracles, they're going to come. We've already begun to see miracles come. I thank God for the two miracle reports that we've already heard. But I believe that it, it's not stopping there. It's not stopping there. If we would just keep our eyes on Jesus, just keep our eyes on, on God, that he is going to keep us. He's going to keep us above the water and moving forward. And this enters the third season of, of Peter's walk with God. He's, he's walked on the water, he's performed the miracles, he's seen the, the bread multiplied, and he's seen all these things happen, but the final test of Peter's faith comes, and we read about it. They make it to the Last Supper, what we call the Last Supper, and Jesus, he's, he's eating with all of his disciples, and they're, they're getting ready for the crucifixion, and they don't even know it, and the 12 of them are having dinner, and and. Jesus is telling them of what's about to come. And he's letting them know that there's going to, I'm getting ready to go up and die. And there's this moment where Peter, he says, no, he he says, I'm not, where Jesus says, I'm not only going to die, but you guys are going to abandon me. Peter says, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord, even if I have to die, no. What do you mean, Lord? I, I put my faith, my trust in you. You, you called me Peter, the rock. I, I'm, I'm steadfast. My, my faith can't be shaken. My faith can't be stirred. I, I was the one that stepped out of the boat, Jesus. No. But Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And we know the story well. We know that 
Jesus then goes from the Last Supper into the into the garden, onto the Mount of Olives, and he prays and he he's betrayed by Judas. And there's a new trial of his faith. There's a new trying of how much do you believe in me? How how much can you keep your eyes on me, Peter? Because Peter had it in his mind, remember, mind you, that 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 it was gonna happen a certain way. Peter had it in his mind that that Jesus is gonna be crowned king, that Jesus is gonna be made to be ruler of the Jews. That he 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 Peter has it in mind that 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 Jesus is gonna be a king undefeated. And sometimes we can get it in in our hearts and in our minds about Peter right there. But we can get it in our hearts and our minds sometimes how we think it's supposed to go. I don't know about you, but I if I'd have drawn my life up to the point that it's at right now, I'd have probably drawn it up a little bit differently. Can I get an amen? And I, I, I remember about seven years ago when I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to make ministry my, my, my goal in life. I, I would have probably made it look a little bit different than it does. Made that path look different than it does. And Peter finds himself at a place where he, he doesn't even hardly recognize anymore what it is that's going on. Because all of a sudden, now his world is turned upside down. This man that he's loved, this man that he's trusted, this man that he has been willing to die for is taken from him. The thing that he can look towards every day and point out and say, there's my faith. That's what my faith is in. That's what my trust is in. It's taken away from him. And he watches as his world falls apart. for you tonight. I don't know if it's a if it's if it's a child that you raised that you believed I I raised them in the right paths and they've walked away. And I don't understand. I don't know maybe it's maybe it's I I have sacrificed. I have given. I have paid my tithes. I've done all that I'm supposed to do and for some reason the money just isn't there. Maybe it's that that you've come and you've prayed and God has used you and you've seen miracles happen, but now all of a sudden I'm sick. Or somebody in my family is going through something that I don't understand and what we thought it was going to be, it doesn't look like it's supposed to. And we thought, oh man, I... I've, I've accomplished this thing. I've overcome this thing. And nothing can stop me now. But then all of a sudden we find ourselves where our faith is so shaken. That what we couldn't have imagined last night, we find ourselves in a place that morning going, I can't do it, God. And Peter, he's left doubting and he denies Christ three times and he, the rooster crows and he runs off. It doesn't look like it's supposed to look. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel. It never was supposed to be this way. It, I, don't, I don't even know how I got myself in this predicament. I don't even know how I found myself with this much doubt. 
I don't even understand how, how, how my life looks so upside down. I was with you every day, Jesus. Why does it look like this right now? Why am I struggling with this right now? Why am I fighting with this right now? I don't understand why. Just go through all that they go through. Peter is left not understanding what in the world he's supposed to do. And the truth of the matter is when your faith is shaken, it's really, really easy to go back to what you know. When your faith is, when your foundation, the very foundation of who you are and what you believe in is shaken by circumstances that are outside of your control, the easiest thing and the natural reaction is for you to go, I'm just going to go back to what I knew before because at least when I was a fisherman, I knew where my food was coming from. At least when I was doing doing my, my own thing before, at least it was the same thing day in and day out. And I didn't have to question. I didn't have to worry. So Peter finds himself in a place where he goes, guys, I don't really know what to do. So I'm going to go fishing. And once again at the Sea of Galilee, we find Peter fishing all night long. Right where Jesus had called him. I wonder if Peter... Now, if I know anything about fishing, it's that there's 80% of the fish are in 20% of the water. It's likely that Peter was probably fishing in the same place that he was when Jesus called him. It's likely that he could look out across the lake and see where he had walked on the water. I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight. But if there's anybody who's going through a trial of your faith and you found yourself falling back into some old things, come on. And you got yourself into falling back into some old habits, into trusting in your own hands, into trusting in your own in your own abilities, into trusting in what you know, and you've and you've gone back. Maybe it's a maybe it's trusting back in a job. Maybe it's trusting back in a in a in a person. Maybe you've maybe you've gotten yourself distracted with things that can take away the pain for a minute. But once again, we find Jesus on the shore, and there's something extremely interesting that happens. I'm nearly done. You can stand. Like the musical chairs. I like having those. They don't have that weird kind of thing sound. Well, you do now. But Peter finds himself exactly where he was. Before all the miracles. Before the walking on the water. Church, we've been through some stuff. I've been here a little over seven years now. And I feel like I can look back and watch and see the journey that we've taken. Through the awakenings, through the seasons of faith, through the miracles, through the raising of the dead, through the blind eyes being opened and literally the deaf ears being unstopped. We've we've watched all these miraculous things happen. We've watched as, as God, I, this is a blessed congregation. We've got a whole front building that's gotten done in 
Guess what? That was a house we, we had to build it, but we didn't have to pay for it anymore. Things were left to us. We, we've had blessings upon blessings, miracles upon miracles, incredible things. But I just can't help but feel like we've got a house full of people going, I know all that stuff happened, but why am I not thankful? I know it. And I believe it. I've never doubted it. Why do I have such a burdened heart? Why, why when it got into the heat of the moment, did I, did I fall back into that old stuff? When it, when it came down to it, why couldn't I have just stood my crown? Maybe you've doubted yourself a little bit. I know I have. Maybe, maybe it was my fault that they left. Maybe, maybe it was something to do with me. With Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, maybe, God, maybe God made a mistake with me. All the, the miracles that he did, that was, that was incredible. But I'm just a fisherman. right back where he originally found him. Church, if you're broken, church, if you're hurting, if you're in need tonight, if you're wondering how you got to where you are, guess what? Jesus is still on the shore. Jesus didn't make a mistake. Jesus didn't choose the wrong person. Jesus didn't pick the wrong church in the middle of a cornfield to have a revival. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. But if we could just be like Peter, because when he realized it was Jesus on the shore, he jumped out of that boat. He couldn't, he couldn't wait for the boat to get to the shore. He had to get there himself. When he realized who it was that had come to meet him again, he jumped out of that boat. He swam in the water all the way to the shore. Jesus was there. Dinner was made. Anybody say the fasting over? Dinner was made. And he asked Peter, do you love me? Of course I love you. You know I love you. Then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Then feed my sheep. I believe I'm speaking to a group of broken people that have a calling on you that has been given you by just heed the words of Jesus. I know you might be hurting, you might be broken, but when that guest comes in on Sunday, feed my sheep. I 
know you might be trying to figure it out outside these four walls and you put on a smile or when somebody at work needs prayer feed my sheep I know you might not know where the money for the bills is going to come from but when we make a drive for impact feed my sheep buy in jump out of the boat swim to the shore I promise you there's a fish waiting there for you Guess what? He's got a whole multitude of a catch there coming in behind you. God sees us where we are. When he, when he first called you, you saw him clear as day. It wasn't hard to make a leap of faith. When the storm was coming, it wasn't hard to see him as he's walking on the water. I guess I can walk on the water too. But when you don't know where he is, when you feel abandoned, when you feel broken, and, and you can't even feel his presence, he is there. God, I pray that you would increase our faith tonight, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would open up our faith to new dimensions, Jesus, because, Lord, your word says that the, the latter rain shall be greater than the former. Jesus, I pray tonight, God, that you would open up our faith, increase our faith, God. Solidify us in your word, Jesus. God, when I can't see you, help me to know that you're there, God. I wonder if you'd link up with your neighbor tonight and pray over them. Jesus, I pray that you would help us through every storm, God. Through every trial, God, that you would be there, that you would see us, that you would move in it, Jesus. That we could take a, a step of faith, a leap of faith, God. Jesus, I thank you. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your presence that guides us through, God. Lord, I thank you for the comforter, Jesus, that he'll never leave us alone. I thank you for your, for your Holy Ghost, Jesus, that can get me through every situation, God. I thank you for choosing me, Jesus, to do your will, God. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus.